0: text for the sermon is Luke 17, the verses 5 and 6. I'll read those two verses again. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, young sister of the congregation hopes to publicly profess her faith shortly so she can join us in the Lord's Supper celebration next time and, and afterwards, too. And that, actually, that committing to believe in and to abide by God's Word as we confess that here might seem like a pretty, pretty difficult, even a, a risky thing to do, because we don't know what lies ahead in anyone's life. There can be times when everything that, when everything is going well and it's uh, easy to believe, can also be times when everything that happens in our own life or around us seems to contradict our faith. There are people even in in Christian churches who are set on proving that God's creation as described in the Bible can't be accepted as the truth. And that can make it hard to hold on to that truth. In the future, it could become quite difficult to walk in this faith here. Life could be made so hard for people who hold this faith that they're, they're tempted to give it up, maybe. It's not always going to be easy to hold on to the faith we profess here. Faith in Jesus Christ and his grace. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Realized that, too, actually. They had already professed their faith in the Lord. But when he spoke to them about what was expected of believers, they began to wonder, too, will we always be able to hold on to this faith? Will we always be able to do walk in this faith as the Lord asks us to. And that's why their request directed to the Lord Jesus in our text too, they said to the Lord, increase our faith. They were getting kind of nervous about the future increase our faith and we'll consider that request of the apostles increase our faith and we'll pay attention to that request itself in the first place secondly jesus response to that request and thirdly jesus promise along with his response first the request of the apostles itself increase our faith Brothers and sisters, and that includes the boys and girls, we, we need to put that request of Jesus' apostles into context to understand what they were really asking him to do in the text. Just before the text, the Lord Jesus first warned his disciples about causing offense to others, causing others to sin, to stumble. For instance, if you get someone to do or to watch sinful things with you. The Lord Jesus says it would be better if a millstone would be hung around such a person's neck and he were thrown into the depths of the sea than that he should offend someone who doesn't realize what he's getting into here. Very serious warning. Serious thing to lead somebody else to commit sin on the other hand the lord jesus also speaks about rebuking and forgiving people who sin against you and he says that even if your brother sins against you seven times on a single day and seven times comes to you and expresses repentance for that sin you must forgive him seven times A day, in one week, that would mean seven times, seven times, every time again. Wow, that's pretty tough slogging for a believer too. If your brother repents from sinning against you, you must forgive again and again and again in love, no matter how tough that may be. That's what faith in Jesus Christ involves too. And when the disciples hear what what Jesus means for their lives, they think too. You can imagine, they're thinking, man, you you have to be so careful not to cause someone else to stumble. You have to be pretty forgiving towards others who sin against you too. After the second or third time, you'd most likely be inclined to say, hey, that's enough, no more forgiving for you. You're just not going to learn. How could we ever become like that? that's the context in which the disciples then become really uncertain and they ask the Lord increase our faith. The disciples feel they're they're out of their depth here when it comes to following the Lord Jesus. They need something more than they have, they figure. More faith. Increase our faith. Note that they didn't ask for understanding or patience no faith more faith they know that the Christian life starts with faith faith is the beginning of wisdom and love and patience and so on so at first glance their request for more faith seems like a pretty good one however if you think that through you realize it wasn't such a good request after all either. Because what is faith? Faith is a relationship with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ. It's knowing God from His Word, the Gospel, trusting in Him, living for Him. But from the request of the disciples, we get the idea they thought of faith as a kind of a thing, a commodity or a substance which God can give in measurable amounts. Say, 10 or 20 liters of faith. Please give us 30 liters, more, increase, whatever you want and need. In that sense, if you lack some, you call on the Lord, he can pour some more into your heart. The disciples thought of faith in terms of quantity. They figured they needed more quantity, like more fuel in a car. And they just had to ask the Lord and he could fill her up for them. Now, it is possible to speak of great or little faith. The Lord Jesus himself spoke in those terms. And it's true that faith is a gift of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. But it's wrong to think of faith in actual terms of quantity of substance as if faith is something you can get from outside of yourself, from the Lord, without your being involved, like more gas in your car. Then it's something you you get or don't get, something you get lots of or get little of, and that's it. Then it's something that you don't, have that much to do with yourself sometimes you know I think we make the same mistake we think faith is maybe knowing your doctrines and going to church and doing certain things and some people are able to do it really well and some people not so well some people are into it and some are not and then it it becomes something like a commodity too which you get, you know, through, through instruction. It gets poured into you, and you either have a lot or you have little. But faith is not a commodity or a substance which you either get much of or little of. No, faith is a relationship with your God and with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And a relationship is not a substance. It's not a static thing, something somebody can hand over to you and which you can ask more more of. No, it's a relationship, and a relationship is a living thing which you are involved in yourself too, which you work with, And which either grows or withers away in you it's more like something that is planted and cultivated and which grows in you if you have it and then the issue is not whether you have a lot or little if you can hold lots or or less no it's whether It's living and growing in you at all. Do you have it and and then it grows? And with that in mind, we come to the second point, Jesus' response to that request of his disciples. Congregation, notice how pastoral Jesus is with his response to that request of his disciples. He doesn't praise them for asking more faith. He doesn't say, well... Well, I'm happy that you're asking for more faith. And, and this is how it's done. And you know, he doesn't say that, so that shows that their request to him was not really a good one, wasn't really on the mark. On the other hand, neither does the Lord Jesus rebuke them for having the wrong idea about what faith is actually about. He doesn't say either, what a ridiculous question. Don't you see you have the wrong idea about faith? It's not a substance, it's a relationship. No, he simply tells them exactly what they need to hear. And the Lord Jesus does this all the way through the Gospels. Not, doesn't say too much, too little, exactly what they need to hear. And he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now, I want to pay attention with you to those first words of Jesus' reply which actually say it all. Initially, those first words are important. If you have faith as a mustard seed. Now, a mustard seed is one of the smallest of all seeds. It's just like a speck of dust in your hand. But when that little wee tiny little speck is planted in the earth, and when it is watered, it can grow into a pretty big plant, which gives a fair bit of shade and in which birds can even build nests, as it says somewhere else in the gospel. The point. Jesus makes by using the mustard seed as a picture of faith is that it's not a matter of quantity as such, but it's a matter of whether you truly have it and what you do with it. He says, in other words, even if your faith is small as a mustard seed, so to speak, just a speck of dust, if it is in you, and you are good soil, you work with it, you live it, it will grow into something wonderful, something with which you can do what would otherwise be impossible for you to do at all. So the Lord Jesus Christ teaches his apostles and his whole apostolic church here, also us today, that faith is a living thing. Something that when you have it, grows. It can grow and grow. Even if, it, if it's, it's a relationship, that even if it's just a small connection, it grows and grows. Like a relationship between a young man and a young woman. If, if there's that spark of love, That love can grow into a fire of love that takes over their hearts and lives more and more. And it can grow and keep growing until they're 80 years old or more. How does that faith grow then? Well, just like a seed. You have to press it into the ground you can't store it in a drawer in a shed in a bag somewhere it it has to be pressed into the soil in order to grow it needs soil and then it can start out as a very small little speck like the mustard seed but once it has the soil once you start to use it activate it it starts to grow, it has the power in itself, that relationship grows, it grows. And now you might wonder, how, how do you activate that seed? How do you plant it, get it to grow? Well, by living out of your faith in your everyday life. For instance, you run into a serious problem in your life, maybe a, a serious health problem. What do you do then? Frantically put your hope in the doctors in the medical system or in all kinds of alternative medicines No, if you have faith as a mustard seed you press that into the soil of your heart and Life by first turning to the Lord in prayer and trusting in his grace and Providence Lord help me help me I Don't know why I have this sickness. I don't know whether medicine can help me but lord i trust in you that you will work for my good in this for my salvation and see through that pray, praying like that praying we it, it's turning acknowledging god acknowledging god in his power and goodness you make your faith central to your life like that and then that tiny seed of faith it grows It has life. It shows it has life. The point is, as long as you give that tiny little seed soil to grow in your life, as long as you don't just run circles worrying about this and that, but also think of the Lord and His promises and bringing everything to Him in prayer from day to day, that seed of faith grows and becomes capable of doing great things. So that's putting that seed into the soil into the soil of your life when you struggle to remember the Lord and His promises in your everyday comings and goings. Spend time every day in prayer. Also talking with God as you travel or do your work, doing your utmost to put your faith into practice. Speaking about Christ to a co-worker so he doesn't find out months later, oh, you're a Christian too resisting the temptation to gossip or slander, fighting to remain honest in your dealings. This is activating your faith, pressing it into the soil of your life so it grows. And you realize that's not all that's needed. A seed also has to have moisture to grow. The seed of faith needs the water to be watered by the Word in order to grow. And that means diligently attend the church of God and Put yourself under the proclamation of the Word. And open that Word yourself in your daily devotions. That's water. That Word is water for the seed of faith so it can grow. That's what church is about. That's what worship in the congregation is for. Let yourself be rained on. Let the Spirit rain on your faith. Through the preaching of the word and the use of the sacraments too. And then that, that seed, that little seed of faith grows in, in, in your life and flourishes too. In 1 Corinthians 3, the Apostle Paul talks about his, his planting and Apollos watering and God giving the growth when it comes to faith. God gives the growth. But we need to be where the watering takes place. We need to be where the word is opened and then also work with that word in our daily life. And you can think of maybe another thing involved with letting that tiny seed of faith grow in your life. The Lord mentioned it in his well-known parable of the sower, Matthew 13. For that seed to grow, for that seed to grow, weeds have to be removed around from around it and in the parable of the sower the lord jesus explained you know that those weeds are the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth see if having things becomes more important than being christian If if other goals take over your life and become more important than the goal of being united with Christ, living out of Him, that relationship with Him, then that seed does not have the opportunity to grow either. It gets choked by thorns and thistles, the Lord Jesus says. You need to keep weeding your life, weeding out your life self-examination before lord's supper is an important occasion to do that to really take stock and get rid of the weeds that may be taking over your life and choking the seed of your faith your relationship with the lord but it's not just lord's supper that you do that that's something you need to examine yourself on a regular basis am i really seeing my sins and do i realize my need for my savior and do i want to serve him so what jesus is telling his disciples in the text is that they don't need more faith as if it's a kind of a commodity like more gas for a car what they need to do is use the faith they have They need to take risks with that faith. Faith is a living relationship and so like a seed which grows. And to have it grow, you need to push it in the soil of your life, you need to let it be watered with the Word, and you need to keep it weeded with genuine repentance. And it'll grow. It grows. Sometimes, I'm sure we all feel kind of apprehensive about our faith. Do I have enough faith? Will I be able to withstand the temptations that are sure to come in my life? Will I be able to continue in the faith I professed to the end, to the very end? Well, we should remember that amount of faith is not the point. Using your faith... Living it out is. As long as you work with it, as long as you let it grow, let it be watered, weeded, it'll grow. It'll become a flourishing plant, in fact. Into a, it'll grow into a stronger and fuller relationship with the Lord, and you'll be, be growing in your love for the Lord so, to the point where nothing can take that away. And that brings us to the last part of the sermon, Jesus' promise along with his reply to his disciples. When Jesus responded to the request of the disciples in the text, for more faith, he also, he said, you know, it's like a, a mustard seed. If you have faith as a mustard seed, it's like a mustard seed, he said. But then he added this too, he If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. That's that's actually a wonderful promise. Apparently, the Lord and the apostles were maybe standing close to uh, or maybe even sitting in the shade of a mulberry tree. A mulberry tree is actually a tree with a very deep root system, tree that is really impossible for anybody to pull up by the roots. How could a tree like that then be pulled up and planted in the sea? That would be impossible. Well, the Lord Jesus uses that tree to show figuratively what happens when you have faith and you busy yourself with it and It grows in your life. Grows in your heart and life. Then the impossible becomes possible. Then you can do what nobody else could ever do out of themselves. You can avoid causing other people to sin. And you can forgive your neighbor even seven times in a single day. In fact, you can love your neighbor as yourself. That's actually impossible for us by nature, isn't it? Just as impossible as it is for us to cause a mulberry tree to obey us and uproot itself and plant itself in the sea. But through faith, and that that means then living faith, living faith that is growing, the impossible becomes possible. That's what Jesus wanted to say here. Christ lives in you, and you become renewed after His image more and more by the power of the Holy Spirit. His power works in you, and you more and more are raised to a new life. From being someone who is dead in their sins and trespasses to someone who begins to live a new life. And you do things that could never be done except through faith in Jesus Christ. More and more. More and more. You too, Eden. You're about to profess your faith in your Lord and Savior and in the gospel, of your Lord and Savior. The faith the Spirit has planted in you and which you profess here, that has to grow. You need to push it into the soil of your life. Let it be watered with the Word. And keep the weeds out. Keep weeding it through daily repentance and renewal. And if you activate the faith you profess here today like that, you will find you can do what's impossible to do without faith. You'll be able to love God and your neighbor as yourself more and more. We can't do that out of ourselves. It's impossible. But you can through faith. I'm sure there'll be times when you think, I can't do it too much. Too much for me. But if you have that faith as a grain of mustard seed, and that faith is watered and weeded, you can do more and more in that faith too. You can deal with disappointments, which may seem impossible to deal with beforehand. You can get over sorrow, which you don't think you'd ever be able to get over. You can get through it. You'd be able to resist temptations which you now think, I can't fight this. You'd be able to do things in love which you never thought you'd be able to do. You'd be able to continue faithfully to the end even. Which is impossible for us in ourselves. As long as you work with that faith you have, allow it to grow. And congregation, this is for all of us. The Lord says in our text, activate your faith in your daily life. Let it grow. Give it soil. Feed it with the word. Weed it with humble repentance. Then something small as a mustard seed in you will become something powerful and wonderful. And then more and more you'll be able to do things in that faith that you never thought you'd be able to do. Mulberry trees will end up being transplanted by you into the sea. Amen.